From the depths of the Gorillas of Booze compound, GOB Radio is on the air. We are the Gorillas of Booze. I'm Doug. Christian. And Frank. Chris always seems to pause, like we don't do this a hundred times. <laughs> I don't know if Frank wants to, you know, say his name first. Or no, I time. usually wait because I know you have like this stutter thing you do with your with your brain processing. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that all goes that goes downhill with more uh, alcohol drink. Usually, he starts talking before his brain is uh, fully on board. Yeah, I think we're all fairly guilty of that, though. That's happened plenty of times. So what's up, gentlemen? Nothing, man. I see you grow. You're older, there, buddy. Huh? How was your little birthday trip oh, up there? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm a year younger than I was last time because <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I'm Benjamin Button. <laughs> you going back? So I age backwards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. It was good. It was good. It was a good time. Uh, the the wife set up a a quick ski trip and some uh, some breweries on the way up. Sort of sort of similar to what we did last year, except this was very much more spontaneous. So uh, not a lot of planning. We just kind of were kind of like, hey, let's go skiing for a couple of days. So it wasn't nice. a surprise. It was you knew it was coming. It was a surprise in the sense of like. She came to me a couple of, not a couple of days, but like maybe a week beforehand. I was like, "Hey, this is what I kind of I was thinking we should do this for your birthday." And I was like, "Hell yeah, let's wow. go!" Yeah. There you go. It's my absolute favorite pastime. And so, did she uh, map out awesome. the breweries on the way up, or uh... Chris? Come on, Chris. <laughs> come on, Chris. I'm come just on. saying. I'm I took care of that part. <laughs> right. Dana, Dana took care of the skiing. I took care of the breweries. Yeah, Doug had a PowerPoint presentation of how he's gonna I'm drive sure. his way up there. I'm sure. Listen, I have a, I have a website that I use. It's the best website in the world. I'm not gonna plug them here, but. Uh, it's the best website in the world for mapping out like a um, like if you want to take a beer trip. Beer you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll plug them. Who gives a fuck? It's an amazing resource. It's called beermapping.com. Uh, nice. I use it all the time. It's like MapQuest, but like you can put in your where your your departure and uh, your arrival place, and it'll tell you how many breweries, beer stores, restaurants, brew houses. I don't know what the hell That's a brew house is, dope. but sounds like a lifesaver to me. Oh, it's so great. I've used it countless <laughs> times now for all the trips that we take and stuff. Great, so. great. Very cool. How's everybody's uh how's everybody's weeks? Any anything exciting going on? Everybody made it through the the tremendous winter storm that we had here in oh, New man, Jersey. The, the where blistering three yeah. millimeters of snow that we <laughs> I got. I think I got half an inch of snow. <laughs> you know the fucking funny thing is that I fucking I went to the store and I I wasn't going there for like uh winter storm preparations. <laughs> I just I needed some veggies and some shit. Let right? me guess all the milk and bread was gone. Fucking animals water. were all over the place, bro. People were like pounding shit into their carts. Fighting to get to the cash register, like, people, what the fuck is going on, bro? Oh, it yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah, Seriously. I, same thing. We um, we went just because we needed stuff. And I, I said to my wife, I said, you would think that the apocalypse was coming, like the legitimate right. end of the world. Seriously. Right. Because the meat aisle was empty. And I'm talking about empty. Like, Dude. We got, <laughs> we got the last pack, like one of the last three packs of steaks. We were like, hey, spam. let's have steak tonight. No, there's spam. Uh, no, I mean, I'm telling you, zero chicken, zero packets of chicken. There oh was like three God. packets of steak. People there was, crack me up. There was like, you know, pork and all the fucking like, hey, do you want to have beef liver tonight? No, I'm good. That whole aisle was full. <laughs> so apparently, even gizzards. in the apocalypse, nobody's going to eat uh, beef liver. That's amazing. You know, funny thing to me with these uh, meteorologists, I mean, it's, somebody sent me like, I, I don't know, it was one of you guys, but it was like, uh, the forecast for the storm, one inch to 120 inches. Yeah, like, well, that's like they don't ever know. I mean, what kind of job? I it's, mean, it's best an job in the world. Amazing job. You, know, you have no accountability. No accountability. <laughs> like, you can you can literally mess with people. You're on TV. Oh, the I storm mean, just moved north and messed up. You have right, no chance of losing your job. That's right. They always have the built-in excuse of like, well, weather patterns are constantly changing. <laughs> yeah. For sure, if I could go back in time in my life, I would uh, go to school to be a meteorologist. Uh, yeah. I'm in the mm-hmm. wrong business. I'm telling you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So all that meant is uh, I had a pissed off time at the cash register at the <laughs> supermarket, and so they made I got this. Miserable. I got the skimpiest steaks that I could find as well because there was nothing good left. So, so bad. it was fun. I, yeah, it was I you know, if you're into the conspiracy, I'm not a really conspiracy theorist guy, but I could see like 
there being some sort of weird conspiracy where meteorologists get a kickback from supermarkets, from the supermarket world, because uh, they are in direct control of the profitability of a supermarket. Like, a really whenever they're point. ready, all they got to do is tell, you know, all of them got to get on board and tell you that the end of the fucking world is coming with these storms and people empty supermarkets. So you're telling me Walmart's on the take. I don't know if they are, but oh my god, <laughs> that's a good point though. I never thought of that. That's actually a really good point. I have probably the worst like Walmart uh, situation today, but I'll pass on that. Maybe that's well. Let's circle right back to that. But maybe that's why I'm not a meteorologist because I would be a corrupt meteorologist. Right. Right. You can grease my palms, and I'll tell you that we're getting 30 inches of snow tonight. Yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of Walmart uh, store? Uh, I don't know, man. I went to this Walmart for the first time today. It was uh, out of my way, so it was closer to the the brewery that I went to to pick up some stuff for today. And I don't know what it is, man. These self-checkouts the, is probably the most frustrating thing. That, you know, I think that everybody should do, like, they should give cards to people that know how to use it, like right, competency right. thing. Because I've never been, I only had, like, six people in front of me. To, it took me, like, 20 minutes, bro, to get my shit out. I was like, Insert what the card. fuck is going on at these goddamn... Insert your chip into the card reader. It's apparently like, that's too difficult for people. These goddamn people, they're staring at the screen like a fucking zombie. They have no idea what the fuck's going on. I was like, please, let me just check this shit you know, out. You know here. what's going to happen. The self-serve lines are going to be gone in about five years. What are you talking you, about? Be... They added extra sections. Yeah. Well, because it is a problem. <laughs> just like... I'm all about the self-serve line. Me too. I, I get course. angry when I go into a place that doesn't have them now. Yeah. In and out. Unfortunately, in and out. you know, if you, don't, if you don't have a line, that's perfect. But if you got to wait for somebody to finish to do their shit... That's it tonight. You know, I always thought about those lines. It's like theft. What if somebody's really got like you know five things and they only swipe four real quick? Listen, and throw the fifth one in the back. Of, How do you really know? A lot of them have like cameras and like you know fifty, uh, uh, fifty different cameras looking at you, or like an hundred year old security guard that's floating around. You know, yeah. well, they're going to take point. you down. <laughs> yeah, and don't forget they have that always that guy at the door. Right. That checks your receipt in your car and make sure that, you know, yeah, but he's everything is gone. If you, if you do it quick enough. The most senseless fucking yeah, job he ever. He, like, glances at your receipt he goes, glances in the car. Puts a yellow mark on it. Like, get on. You're good. Oh, you didn't see that TV I had in the bottom line? <laughs> oh, is that a cell phone? Yeah, no, it's my cell phone, actually. It's yeah, the package. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, I, and I hate to shop, period. So, like, yeah. speaking of, not, of getting angry if there's not a cell phone checkout line, I get angry if I can't go online and like purchase, you know, like yeah. one of those things where you buy it, do everything, you just gotta walk into a store and pick it up. Yeah. Like I'm so annoying now that like if I go into a store, I'm definitely that guy. If I have to walk into a store and I yeah. can't find something right away, I like want to end my own life. It's the worst. <laughs> I hate shopping. Our patience has grown very thin. Oh, out here, it's so you know? bad. I gotta be like I'm a direct line, right in, right out. That's it. I don't want to shop. I don't want to browse. Anything. I don't want to look around. And and there's people that talk about staring at a, a screen like they don't know what's going on. I've been stuck behind people at ATMs. Where it's like, oh my God, how are you dude. this old? It's the same thing. Right. <laughs> you right. know, if you're like above, uh, theoretically, if you're above 18, but let's just say if you're above like 25 right. and you're still staring at an ATM screen like it's the first <laughs> time you've ever seen it, what is going on? Like, <laughs> it's like driving slow. Like, just get to the, go move over to the right. Let us get past you. Let, you know, let me get my money out of the machine because it's going to take like three button presses. Literally, I'll put in my code. I hit fast cash on the amount that I want, right. <laughs> whether or not I want a receipt. And then I'm on my way. Yeah, I don't need I don't, to stand there behind yeah, me for 40 receipts. minutes while you're trying to figure out, like, ah, oh, what do I press here? So basically anything that involves any intelligence from people is, yeah. uh, is what you're saying. Every ATM works the same way. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Something Ooh. else, I tell you. Anyway, I, I mean, I could use a beer now. <clears throat> yes, let's yeah. get into it. So uh, for the podcast, uh, <clears throat> what I thought we would do is, since we are talking about my trip to New York, I hit four different breweries on the way up to New York. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, I thought we would just do a beer from each of them, kind of like the the New York road trip that I took. Um, we'll kind of recreate it here in the compound. Nice. I was going to do them in order, but because of the different styles of beers, I don't think if we do them in order, it'll do us any justice. So I'm going to kind of jump all over the map a little bit. So 
we will, unless anybody has any uh, pressing business, we will we will start with the brewery that's closest to us, though. And that would be Equilibrium Brewing. Equilibrium Brewing out of Middletown, New York. So this is their Fractal Citra Belma. It's a simple, complex IPA, they say. It's a silver can, you know, your standard craft beer can with kind of a multiple colored green label, kind of, I don't know how to, like a spiral kind of green label with with the Equilibrium logo. It's a simple, complex IPA, one pint can. Refrigerate at 38 degrees Fahrenheit. God damn. Or drink fresh. A lot of instructions. And, uh, of course, the Independent uh, Brewers Association label. 6.8% alcohol by volume. Brewed at Equilibrium Brewing. Uh, Middletown, New York, it says on the can. So, very simple can. I'm a big fan of these guys. I spent some time there. They had a, uh, a sour that they collaborated with Other Half on. That was pretty amazing, actually. We had a, a whole bottle of it uh, actually in the place. Yeah. Well, what was the what was the base of it? The the fruit. Usually, I gotta think. Yeah, I want to say dragon fruit. I, I hope nobody kills me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was like dragon fruit. It yeah. was it was fucking delicious though. Nice. Sounds good. How was the the lines and shit in there? How what was None. the environment? In no there? lines. No lines. So so let me let me pour this and we'll talk a little bit about equilibrium. So just quick, it pours a um, almost like a cloudy lemonade color. It's like a lemony like. Pale yellow, but super super cloudy kind of color. Yeah, I see that. With a, a white soap suddy head that dissipated very very quickly. Actually, looks, looks like almost a, like pineapple like juice a, too. Like a grapefruity color. Yeah, a little bit like a pineapple juice too. Yeah. Um, no lacing. No lacing mm. at all. Nope. Smell is on point. It's um, can something smell hazy? Because this smells hazy. It smells hazy and <laughs> sweet at the same time. It, it does. It smells sweet. It, it smells, smells like um, morning fog. <laughs> morning fog. <laughs> it, smells, <laughs> it smells like dew on fruit. <laughs> Maybe that's the the, the the new millennials rate the beers. Let's not let's not get into millennials. It's a, okay. Yeah, please. It uh, <laughs> it does it does smell kind of pineapple-y maybe a little bit. It smells yeah, tropical for sure. Yeah, definitely tropical. I was gonna say almost like a passion fruit. I'll say passion fruit. I was gonna say strawberry. It's a little sweet though. God, I got like that little candy scent to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does have like a candy scent. What are you, what are you smelling, Chris? Uh, I don't know what you mean because I can't smell. <laughs> well, we will get to that at some yeah. point. If you uh, <laughs> is it like a sweet tart smell? Yeah, like yeah, kind, kind of a candy tart? kind of maybe that yeah 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 almost like the candy dust like a pixie. What was that stuff called? Pixie, pixie, pixie sticks. sticks? It, no, not pixie sticks. Oh, what was the thing? Oh, uh, with the stick like the candy stick and the, the, the wasn't it like Big League? No, it wasn't no, 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 no. That was like, not gum. Pop Rocks. That's Pop Rocks. Stop saying things and it'll come to me. Hold on, Lickamade. Lick what? Lickamade. Oh, the three, so. oh. the three powdered packets, and it had the fourth packet was the little like the little flavorless stick. candy stick. Yeah. Now we don't yeah. have to talk about your childhood here. I mean, Chris is awake today. <laughs> Lickam. How do I not remember this candy? I, I can't remember under name. Is that? I'm gonna have to look into that. I'm pretty sure it's Lickamade. I don't think there's another name. I don't think that's very marketable. I believe it. I believe you. That kind of name. Yeah, it might not be acceptable in today's society. It tells me that's not the name, bro. I gotta look that up later. This is a different time. You can look it up right <laughs> while they're looking now. I'm telling you, it was Lickamade. This is okay. a different time. Okay, I'll take your word for it. It was spelled but... weird, though, like L-I-K-M apostrophe A-I-D. How many Ks? I don't know. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Woo. I like it. Flavors that are good. Tastes good. I like it a lot. It's uh, citrusy. It's definitely citrusy. Yep. It's almost, um, can resinous be a 
I don't, a taste you, or is that more an aroma? I guess it's more an aroma, right? Yeah. Um, like that, I don't know. You get like the marijuana e kind of resiny stuff. You get like that lupulin powder type yeah. taste out of it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You look at it and you're like, I bet you it's a bitter taste, but it's not bitter. It's citrusy, but it's not bitter. It, it smells more bitter than you than it than it tastes. And actually, it's funny that you say bitter because when I first took the sip, I thought for sure it was going to be bitter, and it wasn't at all. No, it's actually well, hurt. not 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 yeah. not at all. But I like it, man. Very this is good, good on the palate, man. Very it's actually good, very yeah. good. I agree. Is this a repeated release, or is this the first time they came out with this one? Uh, you know, I don't know. It, <laughs> it was it was like a, a recent release, but I don't know the history of it. I mean, I'm 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 shamefully not that aware of Equilibrium, honestly. Like, obviously, I've had some of their stuff. Yeah, it's a little hard for us to get to it, you know. But it, this is definitely a place that people run up to on like Saturday when they do their cam releases and they camp <clears> out <throat> and they bottle trade in line and 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 it becomes like a whole thing. Uh, I just have never made that trip. Don't they not make a lot of their uh, their their beers anyway? They have like a, a a small amount of cases they make out. Yeah, well, here's the thing. So this is a good time to talk about this. So. <laughs> It was not what I expected. So when you get there, it's a huge building. They have a tap room? Well, no. So they are in the process of building a tap room, which I think they said they were hoping to open this summer. You know, where they'll do the standard brewery kind of experience that you yeah. expect, where you sit down, you have a couple beers off their taps and blah, blah, blah. How long has this exu- uh, brewery been in existence? That is an excellent question, Chris. One that I should have the answer to, oh. and I don't. Okay. So I'd appreciate it if you don't ask me questions <laughs> that I don't have the answer to. <laughs> no, um... <clears throat> Uh, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Uh, oh, oh so, so it's this huge building. And also, by the way, there's a restaurant attached in the same building. I think it's called Tapped. I think the restaurant's called Tapped. And what's funny and stupid on the restaurant's part is they don't serve any of Equilibrium's beers, I don't think, or at oh least not God. regularly. The guys at Equilibrium kind of laughed about their relationship with the restaurant. I hope I'm not putting anyone on blast by saying this out loud now that I'm thinking about it. But uh, let's just say the relationship between the restaurant and, and Equilibrium is not as tight as you might suspect. Um, is it a privately owned restaurant? Do you know that, or is it like a chain? Or no, no, no. It's it's its own place. Pop, its own place. So. Oh, it's definitely not a mom and pop place. It's a, I mean, it's a decent <clears throat> looking. It's a decent looking spot. Huh. But yeah, and why? I think that they market themselves as kind of a craft beer restaurant. Why wouldn't you? That's oh, interesting. but I don't know. There was obviously there's some weird relationship there that I I just didn't care to elaborate. You know, I mean, I, it's none yeah. of my business, frankly. And I wasn't you know I wasn't actually interviewing anybody, so I didn't really deep uh, dive more deeply into it. Um. But you walk up and there's a door that says, you know, brewery or whatever. And you open the door expecting, because, so from the outside, you can sort of see in the window and you see like a bar mm-hmm. and seats and stuff. So that's what you're expecting when you open the door. But it turns out that's actually the restaurant. And when you open the door, there's like four, I think it's like four, yeah, like four big barrels that people are kind of just standing around having a beer or two. Right. And then like immediately right next to that are the guys that like kind of are running the show. Standing there at the cash register, it's all very tight. Now, listen, it, I don't, you know, it wasn't weird at all, it was, but it was very tight, huh. you know, very cozy. And, like, you can't, luckily, everything that we had was good because you can't be like, man, this beer sucks because, like, they're closer to me than, like, Frank is. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? right. Obviously, that doesn't do anything for anybody at home, but the, the people that are, are running the show are actually very close to you in equilibrium. So, uh, do they allow the food to be served in equilibrium from no, the it's, restaurant? It's completely separate location, like, completely okay. sealed off. You can't get into one from the other gotcha. or anything like that. Um, hmm. but like when you walk in the shelf with their glassware on it is like right in front of you. Like, so like, it's like, for me, I'm a taller guy. It's like at eye level and you kind of, you walk in the door and kind of, there's a step down to get into the place and the shelf. So I was like, Holy Christ. Um, and then they have the shirts all over the wall and then they got a couple of coolers there with, you know, with some, uh, 
I think this MC squared or MC two, whatever you want to call it. I, I think that they brew that pretty regularly because it was the the coolers were pretty stocked with that stuff. Yeah, and uh, we you know the one that we had before we started recording everything. Um, and then they happen to have this one, the fractal citra. What did I say it was fractal citra belma? And then they had another one which we'll do on the YouTube show that we're gonna do WGOV Network on YouTube, by the way, uh, which is like their triple IPA, which I'm actually looking forward to. Nice, but. Very super, super, super nice guys, um, and you can see, like you know, they, you can tell that they're excited about having their their tap room built and all that stuff, and doing the traditional kind of brewery experience for people. Nice, that's good. It's always good you know, to see uh, businesses grow. It is exciting. It actually, we're such beer lovers. I mean, it brings me joy. I mean, yeah, I don't know if we spoke about there. it the last time we we're here, but their uh, Hackensack Hackensack Brewing is going to be opening by me as well, so I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, by the time you hear this, it'll probably be open. I would yeah, suspect, yeah. and like, they're like. A rock's throw away from elementary, right? Like yeah, you yeah. Can get from one to the other yeah. on foot. Yeah, and I think it might be like a bigger place, so if I'm not mistaken. So there's a couple new Let's ones see. I saw in, in the works. It looks like they do crowlers too, so that's, oh, nice. that's kind of cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, more breweries are, are never a bad thing. Although I do suspect that there's probably a little bit of a bubble that'll burst at some point. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, everything's a fad, but I mean, this doesn't seem to be slowing down. I mean, I mean, especially in Jersey, like it's like the the brewing business is like insane. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, Just though, in Jersey alone is insane. I used to go down to Carolina fairly often. My dad used to have a house down there. I'm I'm telling you, breweries there are just blowing up. I mean, they're I mean they're building them constantly down there. You think there. the cost might go down then soon? Or? <laughs> well, apparently, one, something I didn't know, I only, I only heard about this recently uh, from a guy that I was talking to in New York City, is that uh, Asheville, North Carolina is like the, the spot. Like, that's yeah. the place to go for really? craft beers. And like... Yeah. You can apparently tube down some sort of river, and you keep pulling off the river, oh, and wow. like That's you can go into breweries help. and get back on your tube. Can and you get a down. DUI on the tube? So how many possible? people are gonna die? I don't know. On their way down. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, we're gonna waver the sunburn. Poor bastard falls asleep on a goddamn river. We're not liable. Sunbur- up, sunburnt and drown. Ends up in Florida. Well, I ended up. Uh, <laughs> I was I was in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is actually where the the hurricane had the direct hit, the most recent one. But way to bring it down, buddy. Sorry, they had New Anthem Brewery, which was I mean brand new unbelievable brewery but they had two or three other ones i can't remember the names right um right in uh right in wilmington um steel i can't remember the other one but i can look it up but there was two or three right there steel reserve no no uh, i can't remember (laughs) not steel reserve no all right anyway so let's circle back around damn good beer it is Mm -hmm. a delicious beer it's a rarity that that we're actually having something we enjoy a a rarity lately anyway (laughs) It's a warm up. It's actually it does have like that sweet taste to it, man. Isn't it kind of yeah. crazy? You sure it's like probably like some like puree in there or something, you know? It almost like like an un- unripened orange, like kind of not a bitter orange, but that's kind of the taste I get. And what's funny is that if, so it looks like the one of these. Well, I shouldn't say it doesn't look as hazy, juice bomby kind of thing as you've come to expect. No, it's more clear, but it does have that sort of haze. It looks thick, but it is not thick at all. Yeah, it's yeah. super thin. Yep. Very drinkable. I mean, very easy on the palate. Yeah, it's an amazing beer. Yep. Yeah, this is uh, this is like tiptoeing into the session area. What's it? Six percent, I said. The more I drink this, the, I I keep thinking of like a candy now. That's like stuck in my head. Yeah, like, that's what I was saying. I want to say sweet tarts, but there isn't like a lemony kind of sweet tart, is there? Is it Lickamade? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody look that up. I'm telling you, if you're listening at home, look it up. It's fuck. It's called Lickamade. All right, I'll tell you what. We're not on camera. I'm looking it up. Let me yeah, see go ahead. Look on. it up. I gotta see what's going on with this. That is a pretty good start, huh? If we're gonna start with this, one, I'd be really mad if yeah. we drop off. No, that's uh, you know, I have a feeling it's not gonna drop off. That would be that'd be nice. Well, and we can always beat up on Doug if he is the one that brought these. So. Shut up, Frank. The only thing I would say is that uh, as we sit here 
like it as it warms up, it does get a little bit more bitter, but still not super unpleasant at all. You right. think so? I feel like there's a sweeter taste at the end. I don't know. You're right, Doug. It's fun dip candy, Wonka Lick Made. So it's not Lick Made, it's Lick Made. Chris, what do you think it's called? Do you think it's called Lick Made, or do you think it was just <laughs> spelled that way and it's Lick Made? I sworn you put an A in the middle, but <laughs> no, it's Lickum Aid, not are... Lick Made. You are correct. Well, I mean, it depends on how you say it, but yes. You're, you're not correct. like you're not like holding down somebody that's cleaning your house and licking her ass, Chris. It's lick and made, not lick made. Lick and made, yes. <laughs> not licking a maid. Not licking a maid. Not made, licking no. a maid. I don't know what kind of crazy <laughs> shit you're into. Well, I'm not rich enough to have maids, first of all, so that's the first thing. Listen, are sure? maids are very affordable these days. All right. I hear. I'll remember that. I don't know. I don't know what that means. All right, uh, let's knock these back and move on. Yes. Who wants to start? I'm going to start myself. Go ahead, Frank. I'm going to give this a whopping 4.25. 4.25. Yeah, it's actually Frank. one of the better beers that I've had in a while. It is honest. strong. It's strong? You think it's strong? No, no. It's strong. I mean, it's a strong, strong beer. Yeah, strong beer. It's uh, mm-hmm. I solid, like the, the a lot of fruit flavor in it, and it's sweet and not too bitter. I like it. Very good. Uh, so Doppel, good old Doppel Chris would have gave it a four just when he wasn't sure, so I can't be that anymore. I'm actually going to agree with Frank. I don't want to give it a four or five. It's a little high. 4.25. Definitely better than a four. Uh, not very bitter. I don't like bitter IPAs. Good color. Not a lot of leasing. Pretty solid beer. Unfortunately, it's going to be a clean sweep because I feel almost exactly like Chris does, where I feel like it's better than a four, but it's not quite a 4.5. So that's tailor-made for the 4.25. Um, for all the things that the other two guys have said. I mean, it's it was it's delicious. The bitterness is, is nice. The sweetness is there. It's almost like a candy kind of thing. Very citrusy. Yep. Easy, super, super, super easy to drink. I mean, you have one, you have a couple of these at a barbecue. You're good. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. absolutely. You could slug these back pretty quick if you want to. Not that you want to. What? I mean, why yeah. not? People drink fast too, Chris. <laughs> Just not me. So that's Equilibrium Fractal Citrabelma, simple complex IPA from Equilibrium Brewing. And with that, we'll pack the car and we'll pull out of Middletown, New York. And then we're going to bypass the next brewery we would start stop at because of the specific type of beer. And we're going to move into the next IPA, which is at Sloop Brewing, which, uh, depending on where you look up, is either in uh, Hopewell Junction, New York, <clears throat> or Elizaville, New York. Cool. Uh, if you're going by my GPS, it was Elizaville, New York. So I don't know. I think either one will get you there. Um, so this is from Sloop Brewing. This is called Super Soft. It's a New England IPA with no boil hops. Uh, brewed and canned by Sloop Brewing Company in Hopewell Junction, New York, which I think is a different name. No, it's the same name. So let's go with Hopewell Junction is where it was. Uh, 6% alcohol by volume, 16 fluid ounce can. Again, it's a silver can. Uh, the, the label on here is some craziness. It's uh, it's <laughs> like day. a it's like a new day. If you're familiar with pro wrestling, it's like the new. it looks like the New Day designed this can. So it's a um, like a periwinkle blue label. With white stripes all over it and yellow clouds and then a rainbow <laughs> and a teddy bear in the middle of the rainbow <laughs> sitting on like a red cloud and a yellow cloud. Somebody was on that good go when they designed this can. I want to find what they so, have. <laughs> that's the, uh, the Super Soft IPA. Another low ABV. What's yeah, a- that's uh, that's another. This should be another crushable uh, IPA, six percent less. Actually, less than the one we just drank. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? <laughs> I wish sometimes that people could see this part that we record. <laughs> this dude is always Chris is always in a war with his own mic. It's attacking me. 
Oh man. Well, while they're uh, while they're pouring, so the description of this particular beer, the equilibrium one, I didn't forget. They actually didn't have like a written description. Sloop has a written description for this beer. It's uh, super soft as an IPA with no boil hops. Obviously, hops added outside of the boil uh, for a finish that lands on the palate with the delicacy of a ton of feathers. The aroma is full of ripe, pungent tropical fruit and citrus. The flavor has notes of red grapefruit, papaya, and hints of black tea. Frank, what do you do about that boil you had last week? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> boil. What's the uh, boil hop, Doug? Uh-huh. It's not, a boil's not a hop, you dick. It's part of the... If you know anything... How long have you been doing this if you know the brewing process? The boil is part of the brewing process. It's adding hops outside of the, bro- of the boil. What an ass. Oh, if you're keeping track at home, it's been one beer, and the wheels the wheels are already coming off the bus. <laughs> wow, this one is funky. Well, again, Frank skips the Sorry. step. It actually looks very similar to the last beer, if not a little bit darker. So it it's does. still that kind of yellowy yep. with yeah. a little touch of orange to it. Yeah, a little uh, orange. Hazy too. for sure. Yeah. i got to say from a color standpoint, these are my favorite beers to drink when, uh, I, when I look at them. What What's that? Any beer? No, I just feel like <laughs> I just feel like this color of an IPA, like the the cloudier, the you know New England IPA color, is uh, kind of what I like. I feel like it's going to. So taste he gets great. turned on by milky beers. It so. sounds that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I do. Milky thighs and milky beers. There you this go. Uh, yeah. the head dissipates quickly, just like the last one. It's, yeah. it's it's the same color, that white kind of color, but it's not soap sudy. This one's a much more tight, like tight head than uh, than the last one. More yeah. lacing than a little the more last. lacing than the yeah. last. A little bit more lacing. Man, this thing smells like ground beef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you Ooh. get that funky ass smell out Yeah, there is some funk in here, like a meaty funkiness. Yeah. Maybe it's the teddy bear. That's the boil hops. They just It smells like, there. dude, it smells like eating a steak and smoking some dank weed. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. It some dank weed in there. What did they say? A little bit like smell you later, to be honest. The yeah. beer smell you yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said Thanksgiving. They said pungent tropical fruit. I, I mean, it's it smells like def- pungent tropical weed is what it's yeah, called. Some, some pungent <laughs> weed for sure. You're drinking this shit, you better have glaucoma. <laughs> the good shit. Holy God, dude. It yeah. smells like weed. Yeah, it does. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. It's a lot like smell you later. It smells just like There's it. your boil hops. <laughs> boil is not a hop, you cock. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm uh, trying to get past the weed to see if there's any. Yeah, I know, right? There. Am I gonna get high on this or? It's. <laughs> am I gonna get? Am I gonna lose my job because yeah. of this beer? It'll be legalized uh, soon enough in Jersey. So yeah, we'll be fine. Um, I mean it's tropical. I guess I don't. I don't get individual kind of flavors because that 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 like pungently weedy kind of thing. Oh, excuse me, is pretty aggressive. You know, it's conf- as confusing as the can label. I think. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, to me, the smell of this beer explains the can label. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that tastes good though. Shit! Wow, that's got a, a sweet finish to yeah, it. Super yeah, super sweet uh, finish. That hmm. is pretty good. Interesting. Wow, that'll throw you off. <laughs> I gotta kinda... tell you, I was ready to be like, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I was ready to be like, well, I don't like this one as much as the last one, but this is actually surprisingly good. Yeah, it's very good. It has a little bitterness to it. Uh, not much though. A yeah, there's bit. not but a lot a there. Very, but there's like, a little bit. There's a hint. It's like a milky mouth taste, mouthfeel, no? Like, I l- actually like it quite a bit. A little bit thicker. A little bit yeah. thicker than the last one. Yeah. It's not as light, not as much of a palate cleanser type. I wonder how this would taste if you let it get warmer, though. I wonder how much it would change the taste with this well, beer. Here's, here's to not finding out. <laughs> no, uh, it's still pretty soft. It's soft, yeah. It's yeah. definitely thicker than the last one. It's not as you know as thin as the last one. It kind of 
hangs around in your mouth a little bit longer than the last one did, than the equilibrium did. It's At least more, to me, anyway. More lactose isn't it? Yeah. A little, like a milkier... It's funny, yeah, because there's no lactose in here, but you can, I could get... You know, I do have... I'm having sort of the same experience as I do with, like, a lactose-filled beer. Yeah. It was weird. They said black tea. I don't really... Unless I don't know what black tea tastes like, which is possible. I don't really see <clears> any of that. I don't see... Yeah, I don't, I don't taste that either. You got... I'm surprised. You don't taste a little bit like a grapefruit in there, and I know you don't like it, but... I do taste a little grapefruit in there. No, I no no no. It's in, it's in there, but Citrus. it's not bothering me because there's a like a tropical kind of yeah. sweetness that wraps it up that hides it enough for me. I guess. What is that sweet taste at the end? What, what does that taste like? Uh, candy dipped weed. I think. Yeah, candy dipped is. weed is it more. <laughs> that's that sweetness you're you're feeling. More some, more lick made with some milk sugar in there. Yeah, something. it's lick made. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They added a little trivia uh, towards the end of it, the, <laughs> the brewing process. It's the black tea with some sugar in it. Yeah, uh, it's just actually. Very it's probably. Good. I mean, I guess it could be. What did I say before? Papaya, right? I guess it could be the papaya. Yeah, it could be not. I don't taste mango. Do you eat I don't papaya? Think it's that. I don't. I've, I've had. I've only ever had dried papaya, so I don't know that that's any real. Uh, I, uh, yeah. Like I can't really talk to what or th- speak to what it tastes like. That's not a bad call. This is the epitome to me of like. A bunch of decent fruits put together, like yeah. You feel like the pine. I feel like I taste pineapple, some orange, maybe a little like uh, I taste a little like strawberry in there as well. I, I don't taste many stone fruits. <clears throat> I don't taste many pitted fruits in here. Yeah, probably not. Um, wow, Chris with the good pull with the stone fruit. Look at yeah, you. Yeah, you know, I did a little research. Um, I like the papaya though. I think that's actually. Yeah, I just don't know papaya enough to be able to tell you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it with papaya. I mean. What am I thinking of? Is that a big Spanish fruit, Frank? Yeah, it is actually. I'm, I'm asking you for real. Yeah, I'm being serious. A lot of papaya. It is a papaya. Yeah. My well, mom used to do that like all the time. She'd do like milkshakes and she would throw a papaya in there. Yeah. Throw papaya in a milkshake? Yeah, bro. That's try it. I bet you would be Just good. Just try it. Yeah, I bet you that'd be good. You don't try think it. that'd be good? I remember a not lot. like a frozen milkshake. I mean, more like a. It's more like a shake. Not I'm really like a. Is it a papaya a milkshake? Like yeah, milk, papaya and, milkshake. milk. And You're papaya. not making like a like a vanilla milkshake and you throw papaya in. No, no, no. More like you don't milk, even know milk with papaya. What? Yes. Just straight up. Little condensed milk, milk, papaya. Yeah, take, de- some sugar. Word for that. Definitely not pineapple. I don't taste any of that. <laughs> I like how Chris is just trying to move on. <laughs> no, think, uh, yeah, no, no pineapple. But it is tropically, so maybe... Um, I feel like that might be right. It might be right. Maybe a little passion fruit. Yeah. I taste... Yeah. A papaya is a pretty good call. Get uh, a little bitterness towards the back end now, no? As we sit here, there it is getting a little bit more bitter. Yeah, see, that's what I was wondering when it gets warmer. Still not unpleasant, but I would say a little bit more bitter than the Equilibrium beer before it. Yeah, the sweetness doesn't hit you right away now, like it did when you first your first sip. Yeah, still very no, no, but it's still there. Yeah, no, no question. This is uh, I like this beer quite a bit. Maybe because I and I can't smell, so maybe that's why I like it even more. Yeah, this beer is pretty good. We went there last time as well, didn't we? Didn't we make a stop there? Sloop, we did. Yeah. Yeah. That was, they had a very good lineup the last time we went, actually. That's yeah, right. I mean, That's I right. um, I sat down, obviously, and I had a flight and, again, a, a lot of strong stuff they had there. I, I, I keep saying strong. When I say strong, I mean, like, strong, like, uh, quality, quality, strong, strong quality, TV, strong, good yeah. beer. Right, so. right. Like, a lot of good stuff. Quality-wise. Mm-hmm. And I, if I'm not mistaken, their cans, I think, are starting to bleed into Jersey. Like, they're, um, oh, what do they call it? Um, oh, hang on. Let me look it up. It's gonna drive me crazy, but it, it, they're like they're one flagship beer. I've been to a couple of brew pubs in Jersey where I've seen Sloop, no question. 
Juice bomb. Juice bomb and juice yeah. bomb. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yep. I don't know juice if the double bomb. dry hop. Jesus first. Christ! I was thinking about <laughs> it. <too. laughs> Actually, you know what? Your place right around the compound. I was about to see Island Jam. I was like, wait, it's not Island Jam. But, juice it, bomb. but it reminds me of that. Like, yep. yeah. Yeah, I don't know if the double dry hop version is making its way in. I had the double dry hop version at the brewery. It's delicious. Uh, but I know that Juice Bomb is making its way into Jersey. Nice. Um, I had some other one there. I wish I could remember it. It was pretty <laughs> delicious. It was a pretty standout beer. Again, an IPA. And I'm and I mean, I'm ashamed to admit I'm an IPA guy. But, uh, <clears throat> Don't be ashamed. It's a good uh, thing. Well, you know, every, the whole world is uh, stouts now. Stouts, I'll tell stouts, you stouts. what. You were uh, you were becoming a little bit of a sour type. No, here's what I've determined. I still Since, like sour. Though. When we did the sour show. Here's what I learned. <laughs> I'm a Goza guy, not a sour guy. There you go. <laughs> right, right. I love I love Gozas, but uh, some of the sours, yeah. So I much. like some of the sours though. I like, I like the Berliner. Like, no, no, sours. I like some of them. Well, like for the- instance, the one that I had at Equilibrium Brewing was uh, delicious. Gotcha. Double dry. I just looked it up while we were talking. Double dry hopped pixie dust is the one. Pixie I'm dust. About. That yes. shit was delicious. Crack. So I've had Citra Bomb. We've had that. Sleep. We had that the last time we were up there. The oh. pixie dust. We had pixie dust. This was the yeah. double dry hop version yep. of it. It was nice. well, it was delicious. I'm checking the old untapped account. Yeah, we've had uh, pixie dust. That would be Muff Diver on untapped. Muff, Muff Diver. Mm-hmm. Does uh, anybody use untapped anymore? That's an honest question. I don't even know because I feel like untapped is starting to become one of those like, oh, you yeah. still use untapped? It's like the Facebook now with Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's like yes, bitch. I still use untapped. Yeah, it's, it's a lot this, like. It's the only fucking thing for beer, bro. You know, when you build like, your. What, uh, I mean, honestly, what are you going to do? you going to make another app? Oh, this is a different app to rate beers. But we gotta re- rebuild your credi- credibility. You gotta go. No, I still like. Yeah. I use. It. I mean, the problem is I haven't been logging as much as me beers. Yeah, you just you, drink is, them. This is not your part of the conversation, Frank, because you barely use on tap. This is okay. more for me and Chris now. <laughs> I can't. Like, okay, Frank, we have a hundred beers. It's like Frank. Are you ever gonna check in, in the next shit? month? I'm gonna check in all my goddamn beers. That's uh, I- Frank the Tank G on Untapped. If Thank you're curious you. where the OB went, so am I. But it's only just Frank the Tank G on Untapped. You know what? That's a good call. I should change it. And I'm Doug G-O-B on Untapped, if you're curious. Oh, he changed so that. I've had, I've had quite a bit of sloop. I'm, I'll name the, the good ones. I'm well, not we had eight of them, or like Liquid. 10 of them when we were there. Did we? Oh, right. Well, <laughs> this should probably, be fun. <laughs> People enjoy lists, Chris. So by all means, just list off all the beers you've drank. Liquid Sorcery got a high Go rating. Yep. That's a good one. I'm not going to name all. I'm just going through the good ones. Okay. We have all the time. Go ahead. Juice bomb, DDH, sure. juice bomb, sour pee. <laughs> Never mind. All right, good. Good but, talk. But the bottom, <laughs> the bottom line is they all have good ratings, uh, you know, average-wise and, and on top. Not that mm. everyone, you know. Yeah, I can't get a reading on Sloop. I feel like some people kind of are like, meh, about Sloop. But I've, both times I've been there, I've been there twice. I had good times there. And I've enjoyed every single beer that I've had there. You so. know what it is, though? I mean, you know this. Because some of these breweries, the really good ones, are geared more towards IPA breweries. They don't have as many options in terms of stouts and 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 porters and things like that. And you know, a lot of beer enthusiasts are you know stout and porter drinkers. Well, I think that the <clears throat> the industry is kind of dictated. We're well, not the industry, but the consumers have kind of dictated that, and the industry has turned into an IPA industry. Because like, yep. think about it. Think about you. Maybe not you so much, but like I know me, and I'm not ashamed to admit this. If I walk into a brewery and I'm like, oh, man, they don't have any IPAs in here. It does kind of be, I'll be like, ugh, I guess. It's a downer. No, I'll I'm get a porter, yeah. and I'll get well, a Pilsner, sour, and I'll try your Pilsner, and I'll try your Kolsch, and, and, and I'll probably enjoy all of them. Right. But the first thing that I do when I scan the list the first time IPA, is, hey, yeah. do you have an IPA? Yeah. And or do you have a New England-style IPA? Mm-hmm. I like, now, listen, I'm not I'm not a snob. I like all IPAs, so it doesn't have to be a New England-style. I'm not one of these, like, if right. it's not haze, it's bullshit. But I do definitely look for like IPAs when I first walk into a place. I so, agree. And I'm there's with, no way I'm the only one. I'm actually so. with you 100%. So you're three for three right here. Yeah. <laughs> right. So There's your point. <laughs> right, right, right. So I, I just think that the industry has moved into IPAs. Yeah. And I think that there's some guys like, listen, I, I've talked about this in the past. 
I don't even know where I talked about it. You'd probably have to dig through uh, WGOB Network on YouTube, plug, uh, <laughs> to find it. But after a trip I took in Florida, I, there was a guy in a brewery working in the brewery, right, where we walk in. I went to a million breweries in Florida. I loved all of them. And I didn't really not like this one place. But this is the only place where I had a sort of a sour experience where the guy's like, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? You know, so, you know, listen, I asked the same question. Anytime I'm in a brewery for the very first time, I ask the same question. And not IPA, but like what beer can I not leave this building without trying? Like, like what's your, your beer that you love? What's right. the beer that you guys are famous for? What's the beer? You know, just don't let me leave without trying one beer. And he says to me, well, what's your, you know, what do you like? And I said, listen, I like all styles, but I do tend to lean towards IPAs. And it was kind of like he gave me the blow off, like, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> IPAs are what people say when they say they like beer, but they don't really like beer. And it's like, well, fuck you, fuck guy. Fuck off. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, it, right. It, like, Am I not a customer? Am I not spending money in your establishment? <laughs> so the point of that story is that I know that there's sort of a, like a, a stigma. IPA yeah. guys yeah. are jerk offs. Like IPAs suck because they're like the mass produced. Everybody's making IPA shit sure. now. So I don't know. Anyway, so when you say that like everything's geared more towards IPAs, I think that's true. But I think that there's a lot of resistance to it too. I get that. Agreed. I mean, you I still mean, have beer enthusiasts that'll drink beers at warm, t- you know, room temperatures, and they'll only drink ales because that's the the only way to drink a beer. You know. Yeah. You know what's funny? I was in I forget what brewery I was in, but I was in some brewery, and there was a British guy there. It may have been Hudson Valley. I don't know. And. And I asked him about that, and he's like, "That's eh, a lot of a. It's a little bit of a myth. Like, yeah, they they drink. They tend to drink beer warmer than us, uh, but it's not like we don't get every beer room temperature. Blah blah blah. blah. They still like their beer. It's chilled generally. Yeah. I mean, right. I don't. I don't see like to me personally. I don't see the benefit of drinking a goddamn. No, I mean temperature it, beer. It would be more enjoyable to have it colder. I would think. Yeah, well, the I mean, no, well the yeah. idea of it is, and it's uh, the sort of th- the same thinking with stouts and. Uh, I think porters also, but it, it it opens up the flavors more. Right. Apparently, you know. I get it. Yep. If it's it too cold, up, it's it, just gonna be like I get it. It, it releases the flavor profile of the beer. Right. If you drink a cold ass beer, you just kind of like it's more like just uh, refreshing. It's like a cooling. You know, it's more really of a numbing, it. almost a numbing taste because it's colder. You would right. think. Yeah. I don't, yeah. It, maybe maybe it's numbing, but I guess the idea is that all the flavors haven't opened up because you know right. they need to. I don't know. <clears throat> At the end of the day, like we've said here a number of times, drink what the fuck you like. I mean, exactly. you know, drink exactly. it, you know, drink it how you like it, drink what you like. And we have all drank this beer because all of our glasses are empty. So you know what that means? It's rating time. Frank, you started? Yeah, I started before. I can do it again. No, 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 start Chris. Chris, what do you think? I'm giving us a higher rating than the last beer. Um, it's not a 5. It's definitely not a 5. I It's if there was a if there was something I could give it between a 4.5 and a 4.75, I'd be right there, but obviously... Listen, we have enough trouble with quarter points. We're not going to eight. Or <sighs> All right. I mean, do I like it more than a 4.5? Is it as good as a 4.7? I'm going to go 4.5. Um, it was it was a unique beer. It was definitely not what I thought it would be. Um, had that sweet start to it, and it was good throughout. I mean, I don't have the sense of smell like these two where I can... You know, I didn't get that that initial uh, pungent, dank, pungent, you know, weed smell, but I thought taste wise it was really good beer and really unique beer. We'll just wait. I'm sure you're getting high from it, so <laughs> your head will start swimming. So good point. Uh, I'm gonna give it. A, I'm actually gonna give it the same rating as the last one. I'm gonna give it a 4.25. I like it exactly the same as the last beer, but for different reasons. Um, again, since you know, since I rambled on about being an IPA guy, I do enjoy some of the bitterness that's here. Uh, it's not quite as sweet as the last one. It's a little bit thicker than the last one, uh, but I'm still a huge, huge fan of it, and I was able to kind of drain it pretty quickly. So uh, big fan. So 4.25 for this one too. 
I'm gonna have to jump on uh, Doug's rating as well, man. That's what I was kind of thinking. I was like, get off my rating, Frank. Yeah, it's just as good <laughs> as the last one. It's just different. It's a little like it's its own uniqueness in its way, and I feel like uh, the sweetness is really good to it. The only, th- but I didn't like too much. If you take a whiff of your glass for not, not Chris. Small how pungent that is now. Like, come oh, on. Yeah, my glass. glass is fucked Holy up. Holy shit. <laughs> See, like, that's why my rating was so high. So I, I feel like the, the the smell when I was drinking it, like, kicked, threw me off a little bit. If not, I would give it a little higher rating. But it's actually a very good tasting beer. Just the smell, it's a little bit off to me, you know. Solid beer. Yep. Not a lot to complain about. So that is the super soft New England IPA no boy, with no boil hops. From Sloop Brewing out of uh, Hopewell Junction, New York. Indie Pale Ale, 6% alcohol by volume. Another solid IPA. God damn, this show's getting good. It's nice to treat ourselves for It is, it is, dude. Definitely, Please. definitely. And we're, we're big IPA guys. So uh, <laughs> it's time to veer off the path and leave IPAs as we go into our next brewery, which is, uh, this is Plan B Farm Brewery, which is a nano brewery up in Poughkeepsie, New York. Plan B. Sounds familiar. Why Plan B. Plan A. It's because uh, it's an abortion pill, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's a uh, it's like a farm, like a repurposed farm that they turned into a, like a, a brewery. They do a lot of wild ales there and stuff like that. It's uh, I was pretty I was pretty impressed with the place actually. Again, another, well we'll talk about it. So this is um, from Plan B Brewing. This is uh, what they call Pepper. Pepper is a New York style or a New York wild ale. Brewed with every one of their homegrown hot peppers that they have on on, oh, um, that's on staff. Interesting. Which Frank was like um, it was jalapenos, habaneros, Carolina Reapers. Uh, every I, it was like eight or I think it was, it was seven or eight peppers. I'm surprised they don't have them listed here. Insane. Um, so like that uh, that Randall we did. <laughs> yes, yeah, like the Randall that we did. It's one of our quick hits. Mind, or mind fire. But so yeah. much, so much uh, better done. I'm actually. So of the breweries that I went to, this was my favorite beer. I had this one before. I'm gonna I'm gonna this let you in on something. This was your favorite. Wow. This was my favorite beer that I had on the trip up. Wow. So I'm, I I had it on draft. It was delicious because I'm into spicy stuff. Huh. So I hope it holds up in the bottle. Um. What I'll tell you is that the first couple of sips you have, you're gonna be like, oh. But as you drink it more and more, the heat is there. Now, obviously, we're gonna share a bottle, so I don't know how much of the heat's actually gonna hit you. But it took a few sips before I was like, oh, there actually is some heat here. Interesting. Uh, Whoever gets the last pour, make it a little more. <laughs> Their uh, their description: New York Wild Ale brewed with homegrown hot peppers, aged in oak, is all it says. It's a it's a bottle, uh, brown bottle, which is always good, with an orange label, with a B on the front of it that they put on everything. It's a Plan B farm, and then uh, the orange wax holding the cap on. Oh, Plan B is in B. Yes, like B E E. Yes. Not as not as in an abortion <laughs> pill, Frank. As in a B, like okay. buzzing around. B. Well, I needed to make sure I wasn't you know privy to that information. So. What I'll tell you to expect. Well, I guess I don't want to ruin. I don't yeah, want to. Don't, I don't want to tell you what to expect. But after we have a few sips, I'll uh, I'll tell you about it. You'll Eli. Well, Frank, why don't you start? While while we're pouring, I'll say that uh, again. It's a it's a repurposed farm. The brewery. We kind of went there as a like on a, on a whim, just like hey, we have a few. You know, I knew we were passing by. I knew they weren't closing right away. Like we had a little bit of time, so let's stop in there. And. Uh, Another one of those like super welcoming, super homey kind of like, hey, come on in, have a seat at the bar, blah, blah, blah. It's, the place is beautiful, like repurposed wood, gorgeous place. Yeah. And uh, they have a cat. Well, I mean, it's a farm, so there's a lot of animals on property, but they have like a cat who, if you leave the door open long enough when you're sitting, when you're coming into the brewery, he'll he'll follow you right in. He comes in, he chill. 
he uh sorry i don't know what happened there he uh he chills his name is oscar which you know is great he's a very cute cat he jumps up on the bar he just hangs out in front of you he's like rubbing his face all in my mouth and stuff but uh they have a much more feral cat that's also on the property that does not come into the place he looks just like the other cat so this is oscar they call the other cat imposter which I thought was an amazing name. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know why that name made me laugh out loud when he was like, oh, yeah, this is Oscar, and then we have Imposter. That's amazing. Anyway, so... Uh, now, I'm going to tell you, my, my beer looks a little bit different from yours. Yeah, this is an amazing thing. Frank's beer... Mine looks like a cloudy Pilsner. Yeah, right. yours does look you know, Pilsner. Mine yeah. looks like a cloudy New England-style IPA. Mine is completely... We have Milky. three different shades here. Mine, mine is not as cloudy as yours. I'm feeling like we should have shaken this bottle up a little bit. Maybe that's my fault. Maybe. Well, it's a, far, it's a farmhouse, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild. Have... sat at the bottom. Yep. That's what I was saying. You want to kind of mix it all up again? No. I have the, the milky, yellowish kind of... Uh, You're going to have the heat, too, I think. <laughs> white, a white head that dissipated quickly yeah, again, very... just like the other two. This is a very... Uh... Well, mine's is like very like tra- almost translucent, but not had the like f- a cloudy. You had the first pour, right, Frank? Huh? You had the first pour, didn't you? Yeah, I had the first pour. Yeah, yours has like a cl- like a chill haze almost to it, yeah. like a little cloudiness, but you can kind of see through it. Yeah, mine is like like somebody dumped a bunch of milk into my beer when I wasn't looking. Yeah, yours is mur- <laughs> murky. And Chris is like a weird cross between the two. Like if we yeah, mix yeah. yours and mine. Hmm. Interesting. It is interesting. Woo! Yeah. Smell that heat. Actually, <laughs> I smell like. It's almost like a V8 bottle. Like it just has a bunch of veggies and like right. spice in there. So what are the peppers again? Habanero. Right. So that was. Uh, I'll, I'll try to see if I can find the list while we're talking about it. So that was the thing that the guy explained to me when I asked him. I said, "Listen, I love spicy stuff. Is it going to be crazy?" He says, "Well, no. Uh, he says you're gonna when you smell it, it's going to smell very vegetative, which it does. I think yeah. you agree. It smell. Yeah. It smells like peppers. It smells vegetative. It does smell a little bit hot, hmm. but doesn't smell crazy." Did he use any other ingredients uh, in his farm on any other beers besides this? Uh, grass clippings. Oh, they grow it. No, no. In wheat? this beer? No, no. Any other beers that they... Everything that they make... I mean, as far as I'm aware, everything that they make is like they grow all their stuff there. That's pretty cool. It's like a farm to, to brewery type of thing. It's crazy. Oh, that's really crazy. neat. That's a cool idea. I'm sure the honey, they probably have like some beers with honey in it. Yeah, so... They like, absolutely 100% do, and they bottle their own honey, and that's available really uh, cool. to purchase as well. That's really yeah, neat. So like I was saying, it really does have like a veggie like smell to it. Like Yeah. It smells very fr- vegetative. Going through like the supermarket and uh, vegetable aisle and just... And then you have like that hot pepper smell in there as well. It's a neat they, concept. I got to say, that's pretty cool. I'm surprised. Like, like many fresh grind pepper too. You know? you know, you see it at restaurants all the time, the farm to table. I'm surprised more breweries don't do not do that, literally. I mean, it's not a hard thing to do. Yeah, I mean, it kind of smells like if you chopped up some, like, green peppers and yeah. jal- jalapenos and stuff and then just stuck your nose in it. I mean, yeah. it smells great. Hmm. And, again, I'm a little bit, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, I love this kind of beer, so I'm yeah, biased. A little biased. Yeah, yeah. little biased. I just took a sip, man. That is actually very good. A little bit like a... Lemon. Oh yeah. Veggie. Very lemony. You're right. I get a little kick. It's not like like you said. I don't. I don't get a, in the back of my throat. Right. You get it's a little. A little kick to it. Yeah, it's a little tiny thing that sits in the back of your throat, and then a little salty. As you have more and more, it's going to pick up a little bit more and more. But yeah, there's a saltiness there. Well, let's let's elaborate a little, Frank. So you, uh, <laughs> you know, with your, growing up, you had a lot of spicy food. 
I remember we went to a beer festival in the city, and we had, I think Doug and I had like a jerky, ghost pepper jerky, and then we had the salsa, and we, I couldn't eat more than two of them, two links, or my, the top of my mouth is literally coming off. Frank just eats the whole thing, goes to sleep, no big deal. <laughs> He's like, I don't, I don't have any heat from it. Doug and I are literally suffering the point where we're running over to the tables trying to get them to pour milk down our throats to, to help our, our suffering. Frank, no big deal. Yeah, I, yeah, Frank I, does have a certain. I tolerance. create an endurance and tolerance to it, you know. So for you, I don't think this will hit you quite as hard because the viewers, I don't. No, but that's the thing. Like, I you. can still taste it. It's not a matter of like I can no, understand it. Not but, differentiating. I just but the taste wise is still like, impact. You know. I mean, I don't think it's gonna. It's it's so it took the third real sip where I finally I finally started to really really feel it. So uh, I did find it, Chris. <clears throat> okay. They they list a blend of peppers uh, that they grow on the farm, including habanero. Jalapeno, ghost pepper, Thai chili, cherry bomb, cayenne, hot Portugal, and wow. Tabasco. Those are the peppers that wow. are in there. Nice. It's a light and tart base. Support a spicy wild ale with many pepper nuances. Man, I like this. So it's yeah. super vegetative. Yeah. It, it, it tastes almost like, um, to me anyway, it tastes almost like a beer Bloody Mary. Not quite a Michelada mm-hmm. where you take the beer and mix it with a Bloody yep. Mary mix type of a thing. But like a beer Bloody Mary. Yep. I've never had it, so I can't. And now uh, I agree with you. Like I say, the third, my third sip in, it's definitely sitting in like my chest and my throat. The heat, it's kind of opening up my nasal passageways, passageways a little bit. Yeah, you got a little like a itchy throat there. So let me ask you: having it on tap, was it more potent than this sitting in a bottle? And you did get the last pour, by the way, than this sitting in a bottle. Now the experience is a little bit different because the one I had on tap looked more like Frank's. Like okay. it looked a little bit yeah. more clear. This does feel a little bit spicier to me right now than it did on tap. Okay, but I, again, I don't dislike it though. I, I love I love spicy beers. I think it's a I unique flavor to- profile. Let me be honest, it's really good. Yeah, 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 very good. It's very clean. Yep. There's not a lot to talk about besides pepper. I mean, it's not like hey, it tastes like pineapple and blah blah. It you tastes get, like um. You don't get the like the lemon. There's a little bit of like a lemon or yeah. a lime or something like that, yeah. and it's pepper. It's vegetative. It's green pepper. It's yeah. hot pepper. It's the heat is starting to kick up in me a little bit now. Those are the two uh, that I'm getting. The lemony. And then yeah. the, the, obviously the pepper taste. You don't um, get any bitterness from it. No. No, no bitterness at all. Oh. Which is, I mean, that's pretty good for a wild ale. You're not going to really get a lot mm-hmm. of that. There is almost a little bit of a soury thing in mine, I think, yeah. because I have the final pour. I don't know if either of you two are getting that. But no, but that's what I'm saying. No, that's why I'm saying that that lemon has the like lemon. a sour, like, like a, tarty taste to it. Like a zesty kind of. Yeah. I get that. I think it's well done, though. Yeah, that's... It's funny, I talked to the guy, I don't know if I've mentioned it here before, but my first real experience with a super spicy beer was called Ghostface Killer. And it's a beer that I've tried to hunt down because I wanted to use it as like a bad beer of the night. You know, just like as a joke. Like, hey, yeah. it's a bad beer of the night. Because this, <laughs> this thing this thing was hot. Like, this thing was like, <laughs> like my nose, Randall. like snot, <laughs> snot coming out of my nose, tears coming out of my eyes, hot. This Ghostface Killer when I had it. Um, I told the guy at Plan B about this, and he was kind of like, well... Yeah, that's a beer with like no flavor. That's like a bunch of peppers into a Bud right. Light. He goes, our beer is nice and it's clean and it's yeah, and right, has good right. flavor. Not and, much thought. Was and also, it, it has a little bit of spiciness. Do you remember what brewery the uh, Ghostface was I, from? I don't. Yeah. I looked it up. I think they're in, they're in the Midwest somewhere, and they, I guess they don't distribute it anymore. Apparently, okay. I had it. I mean, Christ, it was probably four or five years ago. I had it. So I'm guessing it's obviously Ghost Pepper based on the name. Well, it was another one of these things. It was like seven or eight peppers oh, combined. Okay. 
but the ghost pepper was the one that they they featured and plus obviously it's the name you know it's the cool name they're they're building off the name of their rapper ghostface killer so wait if a bloody mary tastes like this i guess i'll have to try it one day you know a bloody mary does not taste like this but <laughs> well that's the better so, question how have you not had a bloody mary it just never How's caught my possible? eye to have a damn bloody mary it just i don't like oh the, my god for all the times that we've gone to uh uh, Point Pleasant, and I would drink yeah. those goddamn. Bloody they Marys look the crazy. Like delicious. I see that they, and I, dude, they put a lot of work. Well, that's into the those thing drinks. with these Bloody Marys. You, I think Doug said he had one with like sliders on it. I mean, you can get so many in variations. Florida. Yeah, yeah. In Florida. And I, you would think that I would jump Shrimp. into it, considering that they put in like Tabasco and all that stuff. And oh. I don't know. I just you can load those up with. I mean, you literally have a meal. And I put, out of like it. when I, like I've said before, like I've put in Clamato and like a Presidente beer, and that's like a common thing in the Dominican Republic. But yeah, I just yeah, but the that's, way, not, that's not all that. It, all that far removed from like a michelada, which is essentially just Bloody Mary mix with right. beer. But it, it's like it's super, not that different than a clamato, I don't think. They put a shitload more of like the the V eight in there for uh. Like a lot of Me- Mexican restaurants will have the micheladas. You know, they have it right there as one of the things you get. Is that a Mexican thing? I like how yeah, I think so. I like oh, how the micheladas, yes. But I'm talking. About I like how Chris Bloody covered Mary. all his bases. He called it both a michelada and a michelada. He went both ways just to <laughs> cover all his bases. I pronounced it <laughs> correctly two times. Four beers in. Well, as an example, uh, is this our fourth beer in? I guess by Chris's math, our fourth beer in. Uh, I'm pretty much done with this one because I'm a big fan of it. So uh, I'll start it. I'll start rating it. I'm going to give it a five. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to give it, um, you know, unfortunately, I'm going to give it a four, actually. I liked it better on draft, but it's still very, very, very strong. And again, a strong by quality. Um, it's just so clean tasting and like. You can taste the the homegrown ingredients and stuff in it. I'm a big, big fan, and I like spicy beers, and it's uh, still very good um, out of the bottle, although it was a slightly bigger fan on draft, so a four. I'm going to go a little higher than you. I'm going to give it a 4.25. This is, I would have to say, this is probably one of the best um, spicier beers that I've had ever. Like, um, in being that it's a farmhouse as well, yeah. I don't think I've ever rated a farmhouse that high either. Um, the taste is very, like, clean. It's... You have all that 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 heat, and it's a, it has a good like um, lemon and pepper and veggies. It's like it's a good mix. You would think it, it sounds weird to have veggies, <laughs> lemon, and peppers yeah. in a beer, but to me, it feels it was well put together. Definitely. When I rate a beer, it's I, I don't know part of what my rating always is, and I don't know if you guys are similar with this is creativity. So I might give it an extra quarter point based on creativity even if I don't like the beer as much as the rating, if that makes sense. So I know I've said this before, not to be confusing. I would give it a four normally, but I'd probably go 4.25 for all the reasons Frank just said. You know, it's, you know, all the ingredients are at the farm. It was a cleaner taste. It was um, obviously a fresher beer. Everything was used there. Um, A lot of thought went into the beer itself. So 4.25, I liked it quite a bit. I'm not as... Big a fan um, with the spice beer. Not, I shouldn't say spice beer. With the beer with, um, you know, with heat as much as Doug is. But I thought it was a really cool beer. A lot of creativity. And I'm just curious, Doug, would you have rated this differently uh, if it was on tap? Yes, I can tell you I, if I were to take the time, since we were breaking balls about untapped, if I were to take the time to pull up the untapped, not that I'm doing it while filling uh, dead air, <laughs> uh, I, I gave it a 4.25. So I went a little bit higher on, ta- on, uh, on draft. Okay. Is, I don't know. Uh, and again, not to say that it was bad out of the bottle at all, but uh, I really, really enjoyed it on draft. It was, like I said, on my way up, I was like, man, this is one of the best beers I've ever had. Te- not ever had, but it's certainly on the trip. I tend to rate beer, uh, beers higher, too, um, on tap versus you know bottled or canned. 
Good, good. So that's the pepper from Plan B Brewing. Uh, New York Wild Ale brewed with homegrown hot peppers. So three very strong uh, entries uh, this week. So, so far, we're going, we're doing good. Hopefully, the fourth one doesn't, uh, doesn't mess it up, although I suspect it won't. Uh, our fourth beer is we're going to come right back down towards Jersey from New York is from Hudson Valley Brewing in Beacon, New York. And this is their Empyrean Sour IPA. It's uh, 7% alcohol by volume. This is a crowler. So, uh, you know, obviously I don't know how their can would look. This is a crowler of it. So, obviously the silver crowler can with the big kind of peachish, pinkish label with their logo on it, the Hudson Valley logo. Um, Their description, they describe it as uh, a double dry hopped sour IPA with raw wheat, malted oat, milk sugar, citra, and galaxy hops. Nice. Kind of excited That's to drink. That's a good lineup. Yeah. I've I've not had so I spent some time in the, in the brewery obviously on the way up. Another example. I feel like I'm blowing a lot of people here, but I did not have a bad beer there. Jeez. That's hmm. a good thing. What's with their their um looks like almost like uh ancient hieroglyphic or something. What's that? It's a bunch of triangles lined up with a moon over the top or something. Yeah, so the logo is like <laughs> it's like three triangles with like uh, a circle above it and a squiggly line underneath it. Is that I'm like sure. what the doctor asks you what you see when you're a little kid and they're trying to determine if you're crazy or not? Yeah. <laughs> what are you, what are it is exactly like that. <laughs> Holy cow. What kind of test did you – what kind of doctor did you to? <laughs> I never had that test. So it pours not unlike the others. It's kind of a yellowy color. Milky. Mine yeah. is definitely milky. I don't know. Is everybody's like that? Yeah, yeah. mine's oh, yeah. milky as well. Yeah, we actually have three of the exact uh, same colors <laughs> for once. That's a good start. Yeah. I had about two fingers ahead of mine. Very white. Yep. Yeah, quite definitely a, very white. Quite a bit ahead. This one's very carbonated compared to the last couple of beers we've had. It seems that way, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. If you swirl it around, it, it like the head like essentially almost totally reforms. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it sounds good. Yeah, the it's it okay. looks good. Look how the head's sticking around, huh? Yeah, it is. Ooh, that's a funky little smell, you know? It is funky. Oh boy. For a sour, I, w- I wasn't expecting that. A sour IPA. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, there's definitely a funk here. It's like a, um, kind of a weediness, I guess. Wasn't that one of the ingredients, though? Yeah, 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 but I'm trying to, like, it almost smells more like a funky, like a wheat beer to me than it does like a funky IPA. Oh, I got you. It smells lactose does smell lactose. Right? It looks lactose. Did they say yeah. there was lactose? Oh, no, milk sugar. No. Well, all right. So, I mean, same, same idea. Uh, but it smells that way, too. You have a little, like. Smells a little creamy. A little creamy, a little fruity. Not not much, though. It's very faint. Yeah. You know? My initial scent was, like, very funky. But now it's kind of, like, cooling down a bit. It's, you're getting more, like, the, the fruit scent in there. Yeah, as you uh, let it sit in your glass and swirl it around a little bit, that initial punch of, like, pungent funkiness definitely does go away. And it smells a little like lemon heady almost, yeah. like the candy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I could have said I'm, anything. It I'm smells like your sister's ass. I'm yep. fucking with it. <laughs> I was I was seeing if you were gonna catch up one or not. Should we have a Oh I catch everything, bud. Should we have a sip here? Wow. That is good. Sweet and sour. So the initial <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's sweet and sour. Come like, one, one after the other. <laughs> Come Back and pow. forth. <laughs> Continuously, like it's going back and forth in my mouth right now. It's just like sweet that is sour. Cool. Yeah, that is that is really. Neat. I don't know if it's quite kung pao chicken, like Chris said, but <laughs> there's definitely like a 
I don't I don't know. I'm not good enough to know if that's wheat or like oat or malt, but there's definitely that kind of a thing going on in the back too. We got a little duck sauce with lactose. Duck sauce with lactose. Chris, has de- Chris is determined to make his Chinese food. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the Chinese food imagery it's work a, here. It's a sweet and sour marmalade chicken kumpao. <laughs> He's gonna work it into everything sauce. now. It is. Uh, it is pretty good though. Yeah, you do get a lot of. I get a lot of like lemon and a little like lemon grind. Yeah, I get that again. Second beer in a row with the lemon. <clears throat> it's weird. It's almost having like a lemonade, but like. Somebody put something in your lemonade that makes your throat kind of, your throat kind of close up. Like <laughs> as I'm as I'm going to sip you my lemonade, somebody put some put some vinegar in it. Yeah, a little bit for me yeah. it is. Actually, the vinegar is a good call. I get that. Not uh, not super strong. No, though. no, it's I like know what only you're saying. Only seven You're right. You don't notice that until you think about it. But you're right. I didn't taste that initially. But yeah, you do taste the vinegary at the. You got to think about it though. No, I can't help myself to keep thinking. Maybe that's something, too, is it gets slightly warmer. You taste more of the vinegar. You know what I do wonder, and they don't list it unless I missed it. They don't list it unless I missed it. There you go. Um, I don't know if this is how they achieve the sour on this one. I don't know if it's a lactobacillus or if it's um, botanomyces. But I can imagine if it's lacto that that would, that would uh, explain some of that, like, milky kind of uh i don't know milky milky kind of milkiness that we're getting <laughs> you would think that's it's got to be it right milky like oat oh wheat. man it is like a funky barrel kind yeah. of like hay a little bit of hay a little farmyardy like wheatgrass so what other what other sour ipas have we had have we had many sour ipas yeah every, have, everything yeah. that we've had from hudson valley has been sour ipas we've had some we had one from um magnify as well we did which uh yeah by the way not to Hudson Valley, obviously, they're known for their sour IPAs. I would say the majority of their menu were sours. Cool. But I just want to take a second. I want to find, because they had a fucking strong, I hate that I swear for no reason there. I just swore <laughs> for no reason there. They had a strong, again, quality uh, IPA there. Pillow Hat. Pillow Hat. A regular old IPA. The thing is 4% alcohol by volume. 4% for an IPA? And I'm telling you, man, I could have thrown 50 of these things back. Oh, my gosh. Nice. How many you brought back, Doug? Uh, well, they didn't have those available for me. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> they actually didn't have any cans. Like, Hudson Valley is not one of these places that they do their can releases. People line up, bottle, bottle, uh, bottle trade, bottle share, whatever, in line, and clean them out. So they happen to have uh, a couple of beers they were doing in Crowlers. Uh, so we picked up two of them. This is the Empyrean Bloom. If you want to hear anything about Bloom, you can check it out on our new show, Corks and Crowlers. That's a little male versus female. Uh, you know, a little bit of wine and a little bit of a, a beer in the same show. Male, so, female perspective. Nice. From male, female perspective. Corks and Crowlers. Uh, so in that one, we talked about Bloom, which was another one of the the IP, the sour IPAs that we got in Crowlers from there. Nice. So they do most of their beers in Crowlers, all of them? Yeah, no, well, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they had a couple in Crowlers when we were there. And uh, obviously, they do their can releases. Actually, I think they released Bloom in cans. This is where, it's the end of January that we're talking to each other. Uh, I think they just released Bloom in cans again. So okay, I see. I don't know about you guys. I mean, obviously, you know, for sour IPAs, sours, gozas, I know they're different styles, but I get hesitant sometimes in ordering a full. If I go out to a brew pub or something, like ordering a full, a glass. full glass, I think almost you almost always have to go to those in flights. But I can tell you right now, I, I would absolutely get some full glass. I mean, we're drinking a full glass, and it's pretty good. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, well, the sour IPA, again, a newer style to me. 
but it doesn't do to me the same thing that a full sour does. Where no, like, definitely not. After half the glass, where I'm just like, okay, it's enough. It's just enough. Right. This is still. It's like drinking an IPA, but there's a sour ting to it. Yep. Yeah. Ting. I meant to say twang. I ting. Don't know what ting. I oh, said ting. ting. Like, uh, <laughs> very I meant to say twang. Very, very, very drinkable yeah. though. Yep. What I'm not getting, like, it's kind of weird. Though. You're not getting very, a lot of bitterness out of this at all, either. No. I don't know if it just has something to do with sour, but you don't really see a lot of sour beers with that bitter flavor to me. I mean, I guess it has a lot to do with it. It's more, like, so tart, you know, and, like, uh, zesty in a way, you know what I mean? Yeah, there isn't that, like, there isn't that, I don't know how to describe this. So, like, my mouth isn't shutting closed because of the bitterness. It's shutting closed because of the sour. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, different it's, time, it's a different type of my mouth shutting closed. I feel like the milkier lactose taste might kill some of the bitterness, though. You know what I mean? That might offset it. Maybe. It's possible. I don't know if it's that or if it's more just the, the sourness kind of cuts through what you would expect from an IPA. Yeah. Maybe it this, hides this it kind well of, enough, no? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this kind of a beer very much fucks with your senses, right? Because you, you see IPA, you're expecting one thing, you see sour, you're right. expecting one thing, you put them together, and you kind of get an, an amalgam of both. Yeah. That's the thing. You kind of go into some of these beers just expecting mentally a certain thing, and does that actually change your 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 opinion of it? Or It may. You know? Agreed. You're right. It, it may it may skew how you like it or dislike it as well, too, you know? Because, I mean, I like both. I do like sours, and I do like uh, IPAs, but... Combined, they're actually. Uh, I've it's been yeah. done very well. A lot yeah. of people do it very well. I agree. I mean, this is another good. Yeah, beer. Hudson. I mean, Hudson Valley's making a name for themselves. There or have made a name for themselves on these sour IPAs. I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you on their beer list that we were there. Every every one of the sour IPAs were amazing. That's, each in their own way too. It's not like, you know, you think sour IPA. Each one tasted distinctly different. You know, like they they weren't similar in any way. They've almost got a monopoly because I can't think of any other local breweries that really specialize in sour IPAs like that. I can't either. Uh, that specializes in it? No, I can't either. I mean, there are places that dabble in it. Like you said, Magnify. Did Magnify? Do, they didn't do they did. They did. A sour I, can't IPA, recall, I, didn't, I don't recall the name, but they did do a sour IPA. Yeah, but you're saying probably 75% of their, their beer list is probably sour IPA. Is that accurate? Is it that much? When I was there, the vast, I don't know if it was 75%, but the vast majority of the list was sour IPAs. Wow. That's interesting. That That's interesting. interesting, especially from like a consumer standpoint, to have uh, yeah. that many beers of, of a sour, like just as their lineup is very, yeah. I always say, uh, risky, you know? Well, I mean, they're getting the people that, that they're they're traveling to that specific brewery because that's their style. They love it. I mean, yeah, and that's you hear about it, and that's what you like. You're definitely right. going to re- reach the secret, you know? Yeah. Well, what's cool, actually, by you saying that it's risky, Frank, is that uh, there were more than. so. They had, they just happened to have when we were there that day, like a like a farmers market there, like yeah. in the brewery they set up for like people to sell huh. soups and seafood oh, and, and crackers and all kinds of crazy shit. Huh. And they actually usually hold it somewhere else, but it was raining, so Hudson Valley allows them to. to I don't know. There was Smart. some story as to why it was in Hudson Valley Brewing, but I say that to say this is that there'd be plenty of people that were coming up like. Hey, what do you guys have that's like a Pilsner? Or what do you guys have that's like a lager? Yeah. And the guy would be like, Yeah, we don't have this stuff here, but we have this beer, that beer. And I'm I, obviously I didn't interact with everybody, but the people that I interacted with were like, Yo, this shit is good. Wow. So like yeah. guys coming in looking for a lager and they get a you know a sour IPA and they're like, Man, this is pretty good. So yeah, you just good. created more IPA drinks, basically. <laughs> that's, right. that is and good. these are people that, that weren't coming to you right. know to, to have that, you know. Right, exactly. That's really smart. Definitely. Well, I see there's some empty glasses around us again. So, uh, I guess we'll rate them. Who wants have we to gone start? around the Have we gone around the circuit, Frank? You're back up. Yeah, right? I'm gonna go back up. Um, actually, I like this one a lot. I give it a four point five. 
And I don't normally give sour IPAs that high a rating, but I really think that this was actually a very good beer. Um, I did like the zestiness out of it. I liked that it was, there was a, 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 a slightly sweet, milky taste to it that actually went well with me, and uh, I think it's a very solid beer. Like I said earlier, I get that the sweet and sour kind of the sweet hits you first, and then the sour hits you after. Sound like a Sour Patch Kid commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. And again, uh, the lactose kind of taste to it too, which I don't know if it offsets it or whatever, but whatever they did goes together pretty well. So I liked it quite a bit too. Um, you know, I, I'd say 4.5. I'll piggyback off of Frank. I know we did that quite a bit tonight, but um, I, I agree with everything he said. And uh, like I said, there's a lot of different components that came together well with this beer. Yeah, I mean, what is there to say that, that we haven't said already? Uh, I'm a big fan also. I'm also going to go 4.5. Um, as a sour IPA, it's a very good example of the style. The fruitiness is there, but, you know, really more that sour punch in the mouth is there with uh, a little bit of kind of a, almost like a weediness that I really, really, really enjoy. I'm not getting, like, worn out from it like I do most sours. So uh, 4.5 for me as well. For the Empyrean, 7% alcohol by volume. Uh, sour IPA and that is the end of the New York road trip so we'll do like we always do and I think we'll just kind of pick what we thought was our favorite so we started the night with the equilibrium uh, fractal citra belma from there we moved on to sloop brewings super soft New England IPA and then plan B brewings pepper and then we finished off with the Hudson Valley brewings Empyrean Sour IPA. So, Frank, since you've rated two, since you started twice, why don't you just pick your favorite? I mean, this is a tough choice, actually. We had a lot of good beers, but I'm going to go with overall. Like, even though I did rate the this beer a little higher, I'm going to have to go with the, the Equilibrium beer, actually. Um, it stood out to me more because I think it had the overall, like, the best concept, like, the second RPA was actually very good. The one from Sloop. I was can't that, recall the name. Was that an RPA you just said? IPA. IPA. Mm, sounded like RPA. Let's go ahead. I might have said an RPA. You know, was, I've had a couple beers on me. And I just feel like the scent, the taste, and the overall mouthfeel, I think everything came together and made that, to me, the best beer out of all of them. So that's one vote for Equilibrium Fractal Citra Belma. Chris? I don't know if it... <laughs> It's funny how this worked out because I, I don't know if my uh, ratings reflected this or not, but actually every beer, and I'm going to give away my answers, unfortunately, but every beer that I had uh, from beginning to end got better. So um, for me, it's the Hudson Valley uh, Sour IPA. I just thought it was a really, uh, just a really neat beer, how they put it all together. A lot of different things going on. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I did like the the initial sweet taste with the... Uh, the sour ending, but it, it was very drinkable. It wasn't overpowering in any way. Um, and I thought the, the flavors really kind of worked well. So that's a vote for the Imperium from Hudson Valley Brewing, which is funny because I was, I'm actually torn between these two. These are the two that I've narrowed it down to the equilibrium fractal and the Hudson Valley. And I think in a very, very, even though I rated the Hudson Valley higher, I think in a very slight edge, I'm actually going to give it to the equilibrium fractal because, uh, I mean, you can't do wrong with either one of these two beers, but I think at the end of the day, if I had to pick one that I would want to drink multiples of and uh, really slug down, I'm going to lean a little bit towards the IPA, even though I rated it a little bit lower than Hudson Valley. So my vote is also the Equilibrium Fractal Citra Belma, which makes that the big winner 
of this week's uh, GOB Radio. Equilibrium Fractal Citrobelma Citru- uh, Simple Complex IPA from Equilibrium Brewing. So that's it. With that, we'll end our New York road trip. So now comes the shameless plugs like we always do. I'm going to try to run through these a little quicker than I normally do. So if you're interested in the video shows that we do, check us out. WGOB Network on YouTube. That's the home of all of our video stuff. Uh, WGOB Network uh, on all of the places that you get your podcasts from, which is uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Now we're on Spotify as well. It's all WGOB Network. That's the home of all of our podcasts. And, of course, we have a new home. You can check us out on the Hopped Up Network, hoppedupnetwork.com. It's us and, you know, tons of other podcast shows on there. Or podcast shows. I guess that's a little redundant. Tons of other podcasts. It's a website all about independent beer podcasts, kind of uh, all looking out for each other, shouting each other out. Uh, So check it out, hoppedupnetwork.com, hoppedupnetwork.com, at hoppedupnetwork on Instagram, hoppedupnetwork.com. Uh, social media, we are Gorillas of Booze on Instagram, Booze Gorillas on Twitter, Gorillas of Booze on Facebook. If fitness, health and fitness is more your thing, check out our good friend Chris, our brother Chris. Check out his high-end gym at Fitness Empire, at Fitness Empire on Instagram. Uh, if you like the world of Frank and you're into the Dominican scene, I don't know what that means, <laughs> at Platano for Life on Instagram. I am at DVDSN on Instagram, but I'm never on it ever. So the, the three of us run the at girls of booze instagram at girls of booze instagram at girls of booze instagram so that is it i tried to run through the same the shame of self-promotion as quickly as possible so gentlemen anything that was a great start man i we hope the, the video goes uh just as smoothly as this one yes because of course what people don't know is we're actually transitioning from this into recording our video show which this time will be an all ipa show I got to say, as happy as I've been uh, after one of our podcasts, we didn't have a bad beer tonight. This was uh, excellent. So that's it. And again, check us out. WGOB Network on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, you know, everywhere. That's it. We're the Girls of Booze. I'm Doug. Christian? He had a brain fart there. (laughs) And I'm Frank. (laughs) (laughs) Always. And we, uh, we appreciate you hanging in with us. We'll see you real soon. Peace out.